Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I created the Library of Alexandria. Uh, I was asked about Microsoft buying Discord, so I'll talk about that really quickly. Um, Discord can negotiate really, really high. I think their current offer is $10 billion. I think Discord is worth a lot more than 10 B. Uh, Discord shouldn't take the deal for two reasons in my opinion discord is really good and they've been doing really really good and they've only been growing they can make more than 10 billion if they keep going with what they're doing i feel like um and also everything microsoft makes or buys except for xboxes just goes to crap mixer died skype died no one cares about teams windows is stupid and people only use it because they're gamers or they don't like mac os microsoft is like the bubonic plague of companies if it touches you you might as well consider yourself dead. Um, it's it's not good. Uh, but if the Discord guy's full due to the sheer amount of money $10 billion is, that's a lot of money, then that'll be really depressing. But uh, after that, then you can just hope for the best. I'm not sure if they have or haven't. The news is a little bit old. But other than that, I want to speak on anime really quickly. I finished all of Jujutsu Kaisen since the last time we spoke. And I... Uh, started watching i'm halfway through horimiya uh, jujutsu kaisen is like the number two or three anime of 2021 so far it is absolutely deserving of that spot it is incredible it's everything is so well done it's so well packaged the plot the animation the art style all of it is so beautiful and well done it's it's so incredible and i highly recommend it as for horimiya i'm only halfway through but i went from the best action anime uh, aside from attack on titan of 2021 to the best romance anime of 2021 and it uh, horimiya also deserves that title really 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 good um but uh, other than that, today we're going to talk about why I research so much stuff about nothing and everything. I say research dumb stuff, but I research pretty relevant things. Although studying sleep for two months might seem like a stupid idea, which it probably is, that's too much, but sleep is something everyone does. Learning about it is pretty cool. If someone is having a hard time sleeping, I can tell them why and what they can do to sleep better. I studied a lot of psychology over the past few years. Every human is human, so psychology applies to most people. Psychology is a fake science, so there's always a grain of salt uh, <laughs> to, uh, to be had when you're looking into psychology. And no one can reliably, nor should they, be categorized but psychology is widely applicable. I studied some rhetoric, which is applicable because I'm running a podcast. Uh, I don't need to explain that one. Uh, I've studied history. People like cool stories of old uh, and people like, yeah, people like cool old stories. Um, history has a lot of secrets about life. And so you gain life experience through studying history as well. And also sometimes you hear in school, we learn history so that we don't repeat it. I learn history because it does repeat. History will inevitably repeat. And I think I have an example of that later I'll bring up. But, you know, you can probably pick apart some of the reasons I research what I do and why I do research on dumb things and why I learn a bunch of dumb random things. But let's hit the points. So the first uh, reason is, you know, the, the biggest one that you could probably get out of that intro there, um, making conversations of so social reasons. Um, a point I made earlier is how a lot of what I study and research are related to everyday things that everyone is affected by sleep, psychology, immunology, COVID-19, mental health, life, 
even. Uh, these topics are really interesting for sure, but they also allow me to create conversation. Besides this podcast, in real life, I still talk a lot, like a lot, a lot. I, I, a lot of speech, a lot of words come out of my mouth all the time. I have a solid theory on why I talk a lot, but this podcast episode isn't about me. It's about me. So we won't discuss that right now. Um, I love talking to people, random people from the cashier at Starbucks, the old lady in the waiting room of the eye doc- of my eye doctor appointment. I love humans, and I love those spontaneous, short-lived conversations. And similar to how the largest and brightest stars burn out the quickest, if I'm only going to have one conversation with a person, I want it to be a good one, one where they come out satisfied, whether that, that be from being heard, from talking about things they don't usually talk about, I'm pretty good at making people open up quickly, uh, or from laughing or hearing interesting things. Um, speaking of laughing, one thing I recently learned is um, from the ages of 23, or starting at the age of 23, people stop laughing and smiling. Like, so the average four-year-old laughs and smiles about 400 times a day. The average 40-year-old, it takes about three to four months for them to get that same amount. Uh, and then we start laughing and get at, uh, again, at the age of about 70. Uh, that They call it like the humor cliff or the laughing cliff. It's uh it's, I mean, it's a lot of years. I don't know why it happens, but it sucks. Holy crap, it's horrible. We can, we're going to have an episode on laughing at one point in time. But anyways, there's, there's one of the random things. There you go. That's, a, that's fact number one. I'm going to throw a bunch of random facts in here uh, as we go through. Um, but one of the ways I make these conversations happen with people, one of the ways I make conversations fulfilling and I'm able to make all of those random conversations as well as the conversations I have with people, I do talk on a more consistent basis with um, how do I make them fun and keep them going for seemingly forever? Like, how do I keep talking without stopping? Like, how can I do that? Uh, and the way I do it is by having a lot of facts on hand, being able to bring up all these topics, ideas, research, thoughts, facts into a conversation in a nice way, like in a well-presented way. On this podcast, I have a hard time being funny because jokes are god-awfully hard to write, but in person or on the phone, I tend to make people laugh a lot. I, you know, I was a class clown in high school, baby. Um, so my delivery of a lot of the things I research uh, is pretty solid, like my delivery is in a humorous way way it's really it's a good time and i'm pretty so, uh, all right at doing it if i do say so myself maybe i'm just an arrogant a-hole uh, which is point two we'll get there but um uh it, you know knowing uh, a lot of stuff and being able to deliver it in a humorous way is is uh, what I enjoy to do. Again, uh, maybe one day I'll learn how to write jokes and I'll be more funny on this podcast. But um, with what I talk about, with the topics I talk about, being able to make a joke out of that, huh, frick, I'll, I'll think about it. I will ponder it and maybe one day I'll actually make you laugh. But, <laughs> but until then, I'm going to keep laughing awkwardly at my own jokes and laughing awkwardly at myself. Um, but yeah, uh, either my delivery of these things are funny, interesting, or they're both. And the other person walks away with one or more fun fact that they can tell someone else uh, in a future conversation. Uh, for example, did you know in World War II, the playing card company Bicycle became famous because they printed cards that when you 
like made them a little wet and peeled them in half. They had a map. They gave these cards to prisoners of the like allied forces. I think the allied forces are the US and the British and et cetera. Um, and so prisoners might've been able to escape. Uh, so yeah, I just pulled that fact out of my head. Well, kind of, I pulled it out of my head while I was writing the show notes, but, uh, I guess while I'm speaking to you now, it's written down, but yeah, I didn't have to Google. Okay. I didn't have to Google anything. Uh, that's, that's my point here. Uh, <laughs> it's a random fact. Number two, I guess now. Uh, uh, and so, you know, the last point uh, socially uh, that uh, uh, about learning all these things, especially having studied some of the fields for a prolonged amount of time. So like I've studied psychology for, Oh, frick. Uh, informally for three years and then more formally for about four to five years. Um, if I can get a proficiency level two or three in these subjects, not only, and if, you, if you're wondering what proficiency level two or three means, a few weeks ago I had an episode on levels of proficiency and expertise. Uh, maybe you want to go listen to that episode uh, to understand what that means exactly. Um, but if I get a proficiency level two or three in all of these subjects, not only can I bring up cool facts, but I can tie those cool facts to things that people may care about. Uh, and then, you know, while you talk to someone, they say certain trigger things, not trigger things, they certain, certain they say certain keywords and certain key statements, and you can hone on on what those people care about, what type of people they are, and what exactly interests them. It's really, really hard to do, but if you talk to enough people, you'll start uh, finding the patterns. And then if you look into it, which is uh, hard for me to teach, so I don't know if I'll ever attempt to teach that maybe one day I will but um it's it's really 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 tough and the amount of variables is just uh, I like I couldn't give you an efficacy number because it's not something you can do in a controlled environment it's something that's uh, in the real world really really complicated and based off so many variables uh from like actual things about like facial expression word choice diction and um even the way someone dresses all the way down to just like the like unprovable quote energy end quote that someone gives off uh so you know how I do that it's even it's sometimes a mystery to me but Anyways, uh, I can tie multiple things to different subjects. Uh, I can hop from biology to neurochemistry to history to philosophy to neurology to psychology to physics. And this allows me to do two things. One, I'm able to seamlessly keep a conversation going, hopping from topic to topic without... Um, <laughs> I wrote topping. Hopping from topic to topping <laughs> without letting the conversation falter or peter out too much. And two, I'm able to answer a lot of questions people have. Yeah, knowing a bunch of random facts lets me answer most of the questions people have. You know, why do people yawn? Well, we don't know the actual reason, but the leading theory is that yawning is a mechanism used to cool the brain. Why do I want to fight when I get mad? Well, anger is really just neurochemicals, namely acetylcholine going through the body. This neurochemical pulls out a fight or flight response that gets you ready to either run or, of course, fight. Uh, and if you don't refresh the anger, it'll only last about 90 seconds. Uh, what would happen if the earth stopped spinning for just a second? Well, similar to what would happen if you weren't wearing a seatbelt and you hit your car into a wall. Uh, the buildings would all keep the planetary rotations momentum, which means the earth wouldn't be moving. Everything and everyone on the earth would try to continue moving. So every building falls down and some things may even get shot off the effing planet. Um, most people would die. Uh, you know, more of the story. Uh, there's, there's, there you go. There's some more facts. You're welcome. Um, 
Uh, and if I don't know the answer to some questions, when you have a like breadth of knowledge, uh, bre it's like B-E-B-R-E-A-D-T-H. I think that's the word. So I don't know if it's like breadth or breadth. Uh, I don't know. I just call it breadth of knowledge, which just means like a wide array. Um, uh, I don't have to say everyone's favorite answer to everything. If someone asks me a question, I don't know the answer to. I don't have to say, I don't know. You know how often people say, I don't know? F that crap, dude. If you ever say, I don't know to anything, screw you. Don't ever say that, okay? Just choose a different word choice at least. No one wants to hear I, D, F, and K, okay? Look, I, I, that garbage statement. What a garbage, trash can, effing dumpster fire of a statement. Look, I could say I'm not sure. However, I do know that X and because of X, Y happens. And so maybe that leads to Z, which is what they were asking about. And I'd have to look into it more. But that's my hypothesis. Oftentimes, depending on the question, my hypothesis is right. Like uh, if they're asking a question related to biology or psychology, I've studied those, you know, more uh, than the other stuff. And so I'm able to like, with the knowledge I have, I'm able to form a pretty solid hypothesis uh, with most questions, even if I haven't like seen the actual research yet. Um, and our second point here is, I mean, I genuinely just, I, the, who, who doesn't want to be a know-it-all? You know, some people say you're such a know-it-all. And, you know, what if I'm legitimately, you know, what if I legitimately just know everything? Uh, that would be awesome. I want to know everything, of course. Why would I not want to know everything? That sounds effing awesome. Uh, like, of course, I'm going to know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, knowing everything is absolutely correct. Um, I want to be the greatest know-it-all ever. I want to know all of the knowledge, all of it. Being an arrogant jerk is better if that arrogant jerk is saying stuff that's actually scientifically correct then people can get mad at me but they're wrong ha gg baby uh but you know yeah if, if you're an arrogant a-hole if you're still correct about what you're saying you know how angry can someone get they can't just effing like get mad and like prove you wrong because you're right so they can you know they'll just get mad and they can't do anything about it so ha gg go next um but yeah, those are the top two reasons. Uh, I think I'm going to do this more often, but uh, we're going to take a break here. Uh, didn't have an ad at the top of the episode. I'm going to throw that short ad right here, and we will be back right after this short message. I'll see you in a second. Welcome back. Uh, reason number three is mental reasons. It's, it's really just it's fun knowing stuff and it's, it's fun to learn. Uh, you know, the, the next reason is that it's fun. I, I love learning. Learning is absolutely awesome. Sometimes it's as simple as watching a Kurtzgesat video and getting a chub in your pants. Other times it's an intricate topic where I have to sit down, read a bunch of research papers, and then document what all of those research papers say into a cohesive, easily readable page, which is what it's happening with sleep. Uh, either way, it's en either entertaining or it's just fun being able to sit down and think about this thing that you're curious about uh that that process uh is just so awesome and sometimes it's hard to find the motivation to do something if you don't know what the results will be in the real world um for example one of the reasons people stop exercising is because they don't automatically lose 50 pounds after going to the gym two times and then they're like oh well what the frick is the point of this um, but for me, since I have like proof and I have data that the more I personally know, the more and the better the conversations I have are, uh, because, you know, I've, I've learned for a while and I've talked to a lot of people and I found the more I know, the more I can talk about, um, and the better the conversations are. So I have the data for that. Like I, I'm a hundred percent sure that like the more I learn about sleep, the more, 
the uh, richer my conversations will be. Expanding my vocabulary in the middle of my speech, dude. Look at me. I'm so incredible. Holy crap. I'm kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, since I have that proof, uh, it's like easy for me to like sit down and learn stuff. Uh, as explained by the first point, I know that as I'm learning something, it's going to provide useful to me in some way. Sometimes while I research, I think about like, you know, how could I deliver this fact in a practical conversation? And I'll like run different sentences or statements through my head about like how I could integrate this into my speech. Um, like when I'm researching the sleep stuff, like, oh, how can I connect this to loneliness? How does, uh, how, how would I talk about this? How could I make it funny? Um, you know, thinking about things like that. And then the act of learning in itself is something I absolutely adore. It's, it's this really, really fun thing that's just really cool. You literally have to write something. and That's all you have to do to create knowledge. Just by simply writing and articulating observations even, like you can learn something. You can learn by watching like a beautifully produced video featuring a bunch of animated birds, which I'm referring to Kurtzgazad again. Uh, or you can learn by reading. You, you just have to do something extremely simple and you get knowledge in return. I find it extremely enthralling. I mean, I mean, I I like reading research papers, and a lot of people look at me like I'm effing weird when I say that. But man, research papers are so goaded, bro. Like, they're just so easy to go through, and they're so simple, and it's all just presented to you. Like, all you have to do is read. Like, people think it's hard, or people think it's like effing complicated, or people think I'm effing smart or something. No, like literally, they say everything they describe every piece of it to you you need to have you need to know nothing they'll give you the prior knowledge like they'll give you everything it's so easy and fun and awesome and i don't know why people effing don't like it but i I don't know i think i hate like narratives and i hate effing like having to see all these dumb vehicles to get my knowledge um I just want to read something. I just want to know the facts. And then I just want to leave. Like, that's it. Like, I, I, I don't want this complicated effing story about 50 millennial ago about how something worked. And uh, now I, now I effing how it evolved. And this effing 50 page story just to learn how effing uh, Genghis Khan is related to one out of every 200 people on the planet. Like, I, come on, man, just give me the fact. Uh, that's why I like reading research papers. Um, and finally, like knowing stuff, just knowing stuff is really cool. I talked about some of the questions I'm able to answer when people ask them, but knowing things from physics and how forces and gravitational laws work to knowing about plasma waste converters and facts about playing cards, knowing this is just awesome. When you see something happen and you know the math behind how it works, it's an incredible feeling. When I watched Jujutsu Kaisen, this one guy had this really cool ability that dealt with AB calculus property called limits. And knowing the math of that ability, while it's unnecessary to enjoy the show, it was really, really cool, like watching the show and being like, oh, I know how that works. Even though it seems like this like weird, scientific, fantastical idea, and it is, like it's not, that's not going to happen in reality if you watch the show uh, and you know calculus that so you'll get yeah, what i'm saying but uh it's just really cool and it makes so much sense and uh i don't know i don't think the writers even knew the calculus but there is calculus there but being able to form hypotheses that are often correct 
when you see something happen, understanding how things move because of forces and physics, knowing how your immune system works. All of these things are just so, so, so cool. And I really just have this fabulous love of learning. It's fun to me. Do I fail my classes in college? Sure, maybe I do. I'm not a genius, even though I talk like one. Literally, when I talk, uh, I talk in a very matter-of-fact and pretentious tone. Uh, it makes me sound a lot smarter than I really am. Uh, I am, really am. And so uh, that's just part of my voice. Like, uh, I have a deep voice. I have a really uh, uh, forward projection when I speak. And because of that, when I talk, it sounds like what I'm saying, literally, I'm saying fact, even if I'm saying like an opinion. It's just the way my voice comes off and the way I speak and the way I've learned to talk. Um, and so, I mean, that's a gift and a curse to one extent. You know, I sound like a pretentious, condescending a-hole every time I open my mouth. But to, <laughs> good God. But to another extent, it does make me out to be a lot smarter than I really am. I do remember all of these facts, but for some reason, every time I effing sit down to take a test, I become stupid. But here's even like, here's the weirder thing. Uh, although I can't get a 500 in every class, Years later, when someone asks about how something worked or how something happened, I'm able to remember those obscure facts that I learned in the class. I'm able to remember the information I learned in the class like years after, like not having studied it. And so for some reason, I fail all my tests and I can't answer a question. But then like five months later, someone asks me and I haven't studied this subject in like five months. And for some reason, I'm able to answer the effing question. I don't effing understand. For example, in 11th grade history class, I learned about how when machines were becoming popular in the industrial revolution and the industrial area, air area, the industrial era, uh, a lot of people weren't big fans of those machines. You know, the the wool mill or whatever, and the all that industry stuff. Um, because uh, the reason that they weren't fans was because it put people out of work. And that same debate happens today with AI. So remember earlier, I said history does repeat. That right there is an example of how history repeats. History is cyclical. Human beings do things over and over again. If you learn history, it's not that you're going to uh, have this great understanding that will allow you to prevent it. No, it'll allow you to be able to basically see the future. And so like we saw with the Industrial Revolution, no matter how many people often cared, it was more efficient, it was better, uh, and it made more money. And so, you know, those things happened. And they worked out. For AI, maybe it won't work out. And we'll have to see. But generally, what that tells me is that AI is going to keep getting bitter, bigger, regardless of who does or doesn't care. I mean, for, I mean, we see this now, right? Bill Gates says, hey, AI might, might kill us all. But then he puts a lot of money into it. Like, it's still going to grow. Um, but yeah, some people ask... You know, what am I going to do knowing that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell? Well, you're going to bring that fact up and pretend like you're smart. And if you do it right, maybe one day you'll run a podcast too. Yep. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, there's one more point, which is the practical reasons. I'm a scientist. Uh, I'm a man of science. I like doing things that are scientific, that are proven, that work, that do something, like actually do something. I like doing proven things. I like doing things that are like I know will be good. And I like to know in what way they're good. Like uh, just more than just eat vegetables, they're good for you. I want to know how the vegetables are good for me. And I say that, but I actually have no idea why vegetables are good for me. <laughs> Frick. God, maybe that's the next point of research. Um, but... 
uh, practically speaking, the biggest point behind learning all this dumb stuff is that it's cognitive, like constant cognitive exercise. I don't go to the gym every day and I'm skinny fat. However, I do learn constantly. And because of that, my memory and cognitive decline should be much slower and lower than that of most people that aren't challenging their brain as much. And someone might try to argue that everyone is challenging their brain by like going to work, going to college. And sure, people use their brain. However, what prevents mental decline, especially conditions such as Alzheimer's, isn't simply uh, using your brain. In order to prevent diseases such as Alzheimer's or dementia, it's not that you only have to continuously challenge your brain. Your brain needs to see novel and new challenges. Playing Sudoku every day won't help you. I mean, to some extent it will, of course. But what we really see prevents Alzheimer's is one day doing a Sudoku puzzle, then doing a crossword puzzle, then doing a jigsaw puzzle, then playing checkers, chess, shogi, learning different and novel tasks helps with cognitive decline way more than just doing a tough mental mental task over and over, like one task. It requires you to create more new connections. And I'm constantly learning new novel things. Moreover, connecting those novel things to pre-existing knowledge, and hopefully that'll make my cognitive performance in the future, uh, you know, higher, uh, or it'll keep it maintained on a higher level. And so that's my practical reason. Uh, not as great and wondrous as the previous two, but again, I'm an effing scientist. Um, but yeah, uh, that is all though for this episode of Seriously Funny. I highly recommend everyone go watch Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, again, just started watching Horror Mia. It's been absolutely incredible so far and it's beautiful. Other than that, I have uh, last exams and finals in the next two or three weeks. So that'll be fun. You'll probably hear me complain in the future. I also have two presentations due. I have two exams and two presentations next week. And then I have final exams the week after that. Oh, pain. <laughs> um, but, you know, thank you for listening to this episode of Seriously Funny, where I talked about myself for 50 minutes. It's only been 25. Um, but talked about myself. Uh, I appreciate you and I'll see you next week. Peace.